and welcome back to another episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast with me, your host, Christina Eng. I am back, everyone. Yep, finally. It's been a little while. Okay, more than a little while um, since I recorded a podcast episode. And I've been super busy, as you all can imagine, which explains why I've taken such a long vacation from uploading any podcast episodes. I underestimated how intense finals was going to be during my second semester of junior year at Parsons, and let me tell you all, it is super rough, you guys. So if any of you are in Parsons and are like a freshman or sophomore, or for those of you who are going into Parsons, junior year second semester is not something to look forward to. I don't even remember when I last uploaded a podcast episode, but I think it was definitely sometime in March, hopefully. But nevertheless, it's officially April now, so, you know, we're in the spring season. And even though I claimed before in my previous episodes that March was like a really stressful month for me, let me tell you guys that April is by far 10 times worse and we're not even halfway through the month yet. But despite my busy schedule and having to work on all of my finals and stuff like, you know, as I'm talking right now, I really just miss recording episodes on here and you know what, I decided to take a little break from my sewing for once and just talk to my microphone and have a little heart to heart, which I'm finding to be a really good choice now that I'm on here and recording this podcast episode. But yeah, I'm officially back. I don't know if I'm going to take another break after this episode, hopefully not, and because I mean things are starting to slow down as my finals are coming to an end and... I feel like I'm getting a good grip on my finals as well, like my time management skills are getting so much better and I'm planning out my projects a lot better as well. But with how busy the rest of this month is going to be, I know for a fact that it's just going to fly by and, you know, soon enough it's going to be May, which is actually my birthday month for those of you who didn't know. I'm turning 21 in less than a month and it hasn't fully hit me yet, but I'm sure it will in a couple of weeks. I think I've mentioned it on here, you know, on this podcast before, but anyone who knows me personally knows how I feel about growing up. In short, I don't like it at all. You know, I just want to stay 20 for the rest of my life, if that's even possible, because growing up just comes with so many more responsibilities that I'm just not ready for yet, no matter how mature I claim myself to be. But yeah, so now that's one more thing that you guys know about me, and it's that I'm afraid of growing up. When I was so much younger, all I wanted to do was grow up, and I think that's how, like, a lot of us are when we're a lot younger. We just want to grow up and, like, mature and be on our own and independent and, you know, get to your college years because those are supposedly the best years of your life. But, you know, now that I'm here, I can, you know, tell you guys that it's not as glamorous and independent life as it seems to be. Or maybe that's just me. I mean, I think we all have different experiences, but trust me, you know, enjoy being young and enjoy the age you're at no matter where you're at in your life. Whether you're like a little bit older or younger, just enjoy where you are in life right now. Moving on, I wanted to get into something exciting that I've been wanting to share with all of you. And since it's been a little while since I've told you guys about what I'm working on and what's been going on within my life... You guys all know on here that I'm pretty much a solo podcast and 
that's going to stay for the time being until I feel like starting to invite some guests onto this podcast. I do have a lot of people in mind that I want to have on here and, you know, some people have reached out to me to be on this podcast as well, but for right now, it's just the logistics of having guests on this podcast that is a lot to deal with for me, so for the time being, it's just a lot easier to do what I'm doing right now and just be a solo podcast. So I hope you guys are, you know, okay with listening to me talk each week. Um, Yeah, I completely missed the point of what I was saying, but yeah, my podcast has primarily been a solo one. But I've, as of recently, been invited onto other people's podcasts as a guest, and I just wanted to share one of them that I'm super excited about. So I've been listening to this podcast called The City Confessions for the longest time, and basically the premise of this podcast is the host, Marianne Yip, invites guests onto our podcast to talk about their experiences in New York City and just how the city has influenced their work and pretty much like changed their lives and etc., Every episode features a new New Yorker, and I'm so happy to say that we did an episode together, and it should probably be up at this point since I'm recording this podcast episode so late, but yeah, it was super surreal to end up being a guest on this podcast because I just listened to most of the episodes and always dreamed of having a discussion with Marianne herself, which by the way, she's like an influencer herself on Instagram with a huge following, so you guys should definitely check her out if you don't know her already. The episode, I believe, came out on April 5th, so it's been up for a little while now, but if you guys want to check out that episode where I talk to Marianne about my New York City life and just how much the city has impacted my life, then definitely go to the City Confessions podcast and honestly just listen to all of her other episodes as well because they're all super inspiring to listen to. But without further ado, today's episode, as you guys can tell by the title, we're getting back on track with more fashion-related content. And I say back on track because I feel like most of my recent episodes have been kind of going off track from fashion specifically and more into like real-life lifestyle topics, which is not a bad thing, but I did want to once in a while tie my episodes back to my main purpose of this podcast, which is providing you all with the necessary tools to get started in fashion. This episode is really going to be straight to the point and getting real with you guys about all of the stuff that I wish I knew when I was first entering the fashion industry. This is going to be everything that I would tell baby Christina even before she applied to Parsons and even before she took her first fashion internship in her junior year of high school. I feel like all throughout my fashion journey, there have been major moments in my life where I've done something and I'm like, well, I wish someone would have told me not to do that or to do that. Like, I don't know, but I'm sure you all can relate to that feeling at least once in your own lives. So today I will be that person for all of you and hopefully help you guys in some way because that's what I'm here for. I'm going to start with something that you all probably have heard before and one of the most common disclaimers about fashion work, and that is that fashion is not always so glamorous. I don't know about you guys, but I heard this being said a lot about the industry when I was first starting out. At the time, I really didn't know what to believe because from what it looked like from other people and in movies and TV shows, of course, the fashion world looked pretty dreamy and magical. And I'm sure that's how it looks like to a lot of people on the outside because I feel like that was the intention, you know, of the industry itself. The fashion industry as a whole wants to come off as this exclusive realm where 
being invited in is one of the most prestigious experiences of your life. But that's not the entire reality of what the industry is actually like. From what I've experienced firsthand, of course, there are those pinch me moments where I feel like I'm living in this dream world and something that I've only seen in like movies and stuff. But then there are those other realistic times where I'm either put into really uncomfortable situations or just high stress environments that are obviously not so glamorous. I think a lot of people have preconceived notions that being in the fashion industry means, you know, getting free clothes, attending cool after parties, being invited to fashion week, and etc, etc. And yes, those are things involved with being in the fashion industry, but it's not the entirety of what work in the fashion industry looks like. Behind the scenes is a lot of hard work, stressful situations, and connections, and luck, and all of those things play a huge factor in being in fashion. Jumping off of that point leads me into my next one, which is that fashion week is also not as glamorous as it seems. And I can only speak on New York fashion week because that's the only one that I've personally experienced. Maybe the other fashion weeks are different, I don't know. I remember the one thing I'd always wanted to do when first starting out in fashion was getting invited to fashion shows. I just crave to be a part of the exclusivity and to be among the first to actually see the fashion on the runway before it even came out online and in stores. And so last year, I think, was my first year actually being invited to some shows and not just volunteering, which is what I did during my first and second year of college. Let me tell you all, the experience was not all as glamorous as people make it out to be. You know that saying that says fashion people are always late? Well, let me tell you that that is 100% the truth. If the show invite says that the show is going to start at a specific time, be prepared to sit there and wait for the show to start 30 minutes to an hour after that said time. And I found that to be the norm at whatever show I went to, and I've definitely heard other people talk about that as well. But also another thing is that Fashion Week shows... I mean, of course, it's situational, but most of them last from around five to seven minutes. And of course, that's like the shorter end of the stick, but still, you end up sitting around and waiting for the show to start for like an hour or so. And then once the show starts, it's only five to seven minutes and then everyone gets up and leaves. But anyway, I digress. That was my whole spiel on how the fashion industry is not always as glamorous as it seems. Something else I wish I knew was that most of the time in the industry, you're going to be under very stressful and high-pressure environments. Now, I don't want to say that like it's going to be the case for everyone because, I mean, obviously everyone's different and how they deal with situations are different. But speaking from my own personal experience, I can't really put my finger on a time when I was working in the industry that I didn't feel the pressure and stress that came with all of the work. And I mention this all the time on this podcast, but I'm the type of person who thrives under stressful environments. And if you're not, there's nothing wrong with that. I just think that it's worth letting you guys know that if you're planning a future in the fashion industry, high pressure and stressful environments are what you're going to be experiencing most of the time. And I think this is just because of how fast paced the industry works and just how fast things are moving on a day-to-day basis. Or maybe it's because I've only ever experienced the fashion industry as it relates to New York. And for those of you who are not aware, New York is very fast-paced. We're like known to be constantly moving and always on our feet, which 
honestly could be a good thing sometimes, but it could also be a bad thing as well. I was actually talking about this with one of my friends on um, on our podcast the other day, but we were talking about how New York has influenced us to be accustomed to working and living in these really fast-paced environments, but that really doesn't fully allow us to like live in the moment. Yeah, but anyway, getting back to my main point, what I'm trying to say is that the fashion industry is no doubt super stressful. I mean, you know, what industry isn't? But you have to be willing to adapt to stressful situations or you're going to fall under pressure and likely become very overwhelmed, which is what a lot of people have come to experience. And that is something that I wish people had told me before getting into fashion so I could kind of prepare for it better. Because, you know, most of the time I feel like I was thrown into the fashion industry and kind of just had to adjust and find my way through everything. But yeah, just letting you guys know to expect that. The next thing that I'll let you guys in on is something that I wish I knew before entering the industry is to expect a lot of unpaid work. Now, you guys know that I'm not completely oblivious. I knew in the beginning before I started working in fashion that jobs in fashion were not going to be exactly like high paying jobs. And it really all depends, obviously, but for the most part, it's like this known thing that fashion jobs are not the greatest in terms of the pay. With that being said, you have to go into the industry with an open mind and an ambition to work your hardest and to put your best foot forward, no matter, you know, the kind of compensation you're getting. I was fully aware of the money situation and that I'm probably not going to be paid as much as, you know, a doctor or an entry-level lawyer, you know, getting paid as with an entry-level fashion job, but I was fully prepared to work my butt off and to rise to the ranks and eventually get a good job that pays really well. And I think if you're going to work in the fashion industry, you need to employ that kind of mindset or else, you know, you'll fall short and probably not succeed or get to the ideal point that you want to get in life. So definitely set expectations for yourself and even map out your own journey through the fashion industry. I never physically made like a timeline or anything of my own journey, but I've always constantly planned it out in my head and... That helped me a lot when I was trying to find jobs or internships that would benefit my future career in fashion. I can definitely do an entire episode talking about this and how to like map out your own fashion careers if you're all interested, so definitely let me know. I feel like it's something that not a lot of people do, and I'm not saying that you have to do it to be successful. It really just depends on the kind of person you are because I'm very future-oriented and I like to map out everything and plan everything ahead so I can be prepared but maybe that's not everyone's cup of tea. So it's just what's helped me navigate my journey through the fashion industry. So I definitely recommend doing that. I know you guys are fully aware of my opinions on unpaid work because, you know, I put out so many podcast episodes talking about how unpaid internships are just not the vibe. But the reason why I still say to expect to do a lot of unpaid work in the industry is because I feel like at this point it's kind of inevitable As much as you don't like it or you don't believe in it like me, there will be at least one job or internship you take on in fashion that's probably going to be unpaid, and that's just the reality of the industry. As much as I don't like to admit it, unpaid work can be very beneficial because you can meet really important people in the process and learn skills that you wouldn't have learned otherwise. That's why I never regret the unpaid internships that I did in my early years, but would I ever go back to doing unpaid internships again? Probably not. 
But you know, when you're first starting out and you don't have any experience on your resume at all, then unpaid internships seem a lot more enticing because, you know, they're willing to take the time with you and train you with the skills that you'll need in future jobs. But yeah, that's all I have to say on that point. Moving on to another point related to this internship and career talk we've got going on is to be expected to do things outside of your job description. That's definitely something I wish people had given me the heads up on, so I'm just helping you guys out and letting you guys know that up front. Whatever you initially read as your job description, whether that be, you know, a job or an internship in fashion, you're never really just going to be exclusively doing those things. Especially if you're an intern, a lot of the times as an intern, you're given the responsibilities that the higher-ups can't or don't have the time to do, so just be prepared to do those smaller tasks as well. That is why I think learning universal skills is so essential for working in the fashion industry because the more skills you know, the more efficient you're going to be at your job. And another thing that's essential about working in fashion is being able to adapt to any problems or any situations that might come your way. And I've experienced this the most now working in PR where there are so many things that can go wrong and then you you just have to learn how to deal with it and be able to problem solve. That's why I'm super happy with my experience working in PR now because, you know, it's only been like six or seven months now and I've learned so much from the whole experience. Everything from learning how to deal with clients to figuring out how to get a bouquet of flowers to a customer in less than an hour, it's just been such a great experience to prepare me for the real problem solving that I'm going to have to do when, you know, it takes me into the real world. I was talking about this with my friend the other day, but you have to know when's the right time to be a leader and when's the right time to be a follower. Sometimes there's just going to be stuff that you're given that you don't want to do or just straight up despise doing. And that happens to me all the time, but you have to, you know, just be frank with yourself and tell yourself that you're still learning and right now is not the time to go against what people are asking you to do. That's what I always tell myself when I start to get frustrated about the work that I'm doing. You know, I just tell myself to understand that there is a time and place for everything and that eventually I will move up the ranks and not have to do the tedious work that I'm doing right now anymore. You know, but for right now, I have to put my best foot forward and do the things that I'm told to do even though most of the times it's not the most ideal. I think we're on number five or six of the points that I wanted to share today. Um, I honestly don't know. I lost count. But another big thing that I wish somebody would have told me was that nobody in the fashion industry is going to hold your hand. The best way to describe the mentality of most people, not all, but most people in the fashion industry is the sink or swim mentality. If you're not familiar with the sink or swim analogy, it's basically the idea of throwing someone into the deep end of a pool who doesn't know how to swim in order to teach them how to be mentally tough. Yes, it sounds super cruel, but I think it's more of a saying. I don't think people actually like throw people who don't know how to swim into the deep end. I don't know. Hopefully not. But regardless, it's meant to refer to a situation in which someone either must succeed by his or her own efforts or fail completely. And again, I know it sounds pretty harsh, but that's a lot of the mentality of the people in the fashion industry. Like, yes, there's a lot of great people you'll meet along the way who are willing to help guide you and mentor you throughout your journey, but for the most part, you're left to fend for yourself. And it's kind of up to you to take matters into your own hands and do what you need to do in order to succeed. 
And I think that's one of the reasons I've been able to thrive in fashion because ever since I was young, I was self-driven to achieve greater things and just to do more than the average person would. The reason behind it, I honestly have no idea. It wasn't my parents pressuring me or anything because as I've mentioned before on this podcast, they were always, you know, super lenient with me in my early years and they were really accepting of everything and anything that I wanted to do. They never forced me to work hard. It was always just internally my own choice to push myself to succeed and I think that's one of the main reasons why I've grown so much in the industry and maybe that's not for you and that's okay because not everyone is self-motivated. I'm just hoping it helps you guys out just to realize the reality of the fashion industry and the importance of relying on yourself to achieve things that you want to achieve in life. That's not even just an important message for succeeding in fashion. I feel like that goes for just about all things in life and I learned this the hard way, so take it from me, you guys, and really take what I'm saying to heart. Okay, so the next thing on my list is something that is so important but often overlooked, and it's the importance of knowing who's who in the industry. What I mean by that is knowing who important designers are, who the notable fashion editors are, famous models, sustainable fashion trailblazers, all of that. And some of you may be wondering, like, okay, why is it so important to know all of these people? And let me tell you all, I learned this the hard way, but knowing who's who in the fashion industry is going to help you so much when it comes to networking, talking to people, and just making conversations and being knowledgeable in fashion. I'm sure you guys are no surprise to the reality of the fashion industry, but in fashion, it's who you know, not what you know. That's just how it is, and trust me, once you're in it and fully living and working in fashion, you'll see exactly what I mean by that. I've seen this point reign very true in just about all the different experiences that I've had throughout my past years in the fashion industry. It all really started in school for me. Because I attend a fashion design school, it became evident in like class discussions and in what we were learning in school that understanding who the big names were in the industry was so relevant to succeeding in the real world of fashion. And then I also saw this reign true in my work experience especially working with the CFDA last year. You guys, the amount of designers that I had to go through every day while on the job was crazy. You know, I went from starting my internship from the CFDA and only knowing big names like Mark Jacobs and Tom Ford to coming out of that internship knowing a whole range of designers' names from big to small designers and even the names of editors and a, like from a multitude of magazines as well. Oh, and of course, my most recent internship in PR... The amount of people I've come to know just from this internship alone is really insane and I'm just so grateful for the learning experience I've been able to have throughout this global pandemic. But that would be my biggest suggestion to all of you who are looking for a really hands-on experience where you can easily learn the names of, you know, notable figures in the fashion industry would just be to get a PR internship. It's literally called public relations for a reason. And trust me, you'll be so surprised when first starting in PR and till the end, like how much you've learned and how many people you know. The next point I pretty much touched on in the last one, but networking, networking, networking. I'm going to keep saying this on here until you guys are tired of me saying it, but in this industry, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Another important thing I want to add on to this point is that it's all well and great if you know a lot of people and have great connections in the industry, but... If you don't know how to use those connections and use them to your advantage, 
then it's not really going to matter. And what I mean by knowing how to use them is thinking about if you're staying in contact with them, are you reaching out to them enough? Are you fostering deeper relationships? All of that. You don't just call it networking by meeting a person one time and getting their contact info. It's about keeping in touch with them, sending them emails every now and then to ask them how they're doing, reaching out to them when you're curious about a job opening or whatever it is. I'm sure you guys get my point from here, but there's a big difference between actively networking and just being completely inactive in that relationship. Something I definitely want to do more after this whole COVID situation blows over once and for all is to reach out to any contacts that I haven't caught up with in a long time and invite them for a little coffee date. That way, you know, I can catch up with them and see how they're doing in person. And I challenge you all to do the same, even if you want to start doing it now with a short Zoom call. Anything like that really helps foster those deeper relationships and those are the ones that are really important to keep in this industry. My next point on this list of stuff I'd wish I'd known about the fashion industry goes out to specifically all of you who are interested in becoming fashion designers because I know there is a lot of you listening out there who are listening specifically for fashion design. How do I put this frankly? You need to love what you do or else you won't succeed. And allow me to further elaborate on this. If you want to pursue fashion design, you should make absolutely sure that it is 100% your passion and goal and that you love it unapologetically. If you have any percentage of doubt in your body that is keeping you from pursuing fashion design, then my best advice would be to consider that doubt and really rethink if you're going to go down the route for fashion design and if it's the one for you. I probably sound really harsh saying all that, but trust me, I'm only telling you guys what I've personally experienced and from what I've seen from other students at Parsons. From my experience alone, so many people had given me this piece of advice during my freshman year at Parsons and truth be told, I did have my doubts about fashion design, but nevertheless, I decided to pursue it because it was something that I'd wanted to do since I was a little girl and I could only ever imagine myself, you know, being a designer. But fast forward to where I'm at now, you guys know my passion for design has slowly faded and even though I still love what I do and I still love designing, in the back of my mind I'm always wondering to myself, what if? What if I didn't do fashion design? What if I did another major? All of those kinds of thoughts that you typically don't want when you're kind of at the end of the line in college. And by no means am I saying that you need to have it all figured out in the beginning of your college career because... I'm fully aware that things can shift and change and like you can decide to switch majors halfway but I'm just letting you guys all know that it's going to save you a lot of time and heartache if you fully understand the extent of your passion for fashion design before you do the whole nine yards because don't get me wrong fashion design is not an easy journey to go through. We're leaning towards the end here you guys. My next point that I have for you all is to be ready to explore your options. If there's one thing I learned from my own experience and just listening to podcasts of fashion people speak on their own experiences, it's that what you initially think you're going to be doing in the industry is probably not what you're going to end up doing. There are so many roles and jobs and facets of the fashion industry that you'll only ever end up exploring once you try out a whole bunch of stuff and then see what you like best and want to pursue for, you know, the rest of your life before you switch to another thing. 
Again, I learned this firsthand from starting, you know, out in fashion design to now being interested in PR and journalism and freelance writing and just so many more things that I didn't think about in the beginning. So just be ready to explore those options and don't just be set in your ways on one thing. And that's what you're going to hear from so many different people. And if you not just listening to my podcast, but if you listen to like any fashion person's podcast, I'm pretty sure they're going to say the same thing. And last but certainly not least is not something I wish I knew, but it's just something that I want to leave you guys with for today's episode. And that's to fake it till you make it. I'm not saying this for jokes, you guys, but sometimes you really just got to fake it till you make it all the way to the end until you find success. I know some people may not be big fans of this ideology or whatever, but truth be told, it's actually so true for whatever you do in life and sometimes You just have to believe some things are true even though they're not. But I digress. I hope that you all took at least one thing from this episode and hopefully it helped any of you who are having doubts about entering the fashion industry. Because even though it can be scary and seem really intimidating, I promise that it will be of as much help as I can and continue to provide you guys with more episodes like this if you're interested. But yeah, I just talked so much and I'm not used to talking this much to the microphone anymore because I haven't recorded in a while. So I'm going to take a long break after this and then work on my finals. But as always, I want to thank you guys for tuning into this podcast and to hit that follow button if you're liking what you're hearing. If you have any ideas for future episodes, give me a DM on Instagram because I'm always, you know, looking for more episode ideas. Anyway, I love you guys so much and see you on the next episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast.